You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. Morning, Lone Star, 909, 909er here on Lone Star Community Radio. Morning, Lone Star, broadcasting live from the downtown Conroe studios. And uh, enjoying this, is it President's Day? Yes, is that the official? it is President's oh, Day. I thought it was the rapture. <laughs> but Yeah, man. here we are in sunny, abandoned downtown yeah. Conroe. But, uh, what there are like four cars in the entire yeah. city. Entire city. In, yeah. It's just us. It's kind of romantic. It is. But, uh, <laughs> welcome, Warren's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com. It, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, we don't have a guest today, so we're just going to be hanging out. So feel free to chime in on our Facebook page, Morning's Lone Star. We're broadcasting live there. And if you're in the Conroe area, on our FM dial 104.5, 106.1, and then worldwide at IRLoneStar.com and our Lone Star Internet Radio app. Uh, we are partnering with several companies here in Montgomery County. We got Bean Punk Coffee in Montgomery and Conroe. Uh, pri- uh, was it privately owned or what's it say? Like independently owned. Independently owned. Independently owned coffee shop and uh, the three small businesses are our sponsors. Yeah, and that's really cool. So that's the way it goes. Here. I mean, we wouldn't mind a national sponsor, Coca Cola, if you're listening to uh, us. We're your, we're your Huckleberry. Put the cocaine in it, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, well, I put the opiates back in, and we will sell that we'll day see. and night. And we also creative content creations. All your Creative content needs, c3memories.com, and then clean sweep, office clean, all your office cleaning needs. You know, one thing we didn't ask Mike is if he does homes. Uh, I thought about that, but it said it specified commercial cleaning, yeah. so rarely do yeah, they. but the price is never wrong. It's okay. So, yeah. No, I, I looked into that, and I was going to tell him, because many, many, many years ago in the early 80s, my mother was going to start a maid cleaning business. And it, it just never took off. It was one of those things. But it was a, or an early iteration of what is popular today with the, uh, you know, all the, we come to your home and clean. Which is funny because my mother recently hired one of these services to help her clean. <clears throat> but since my mother is a type A Virgo, she cleans the house before the maid shows up so the maid doesn't think she has a dirty house. And then she, helps her, and then she helps her clean while she's there. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. That is my lovely mother, dear. So tell me about your weekend, Dick. Weekend was good. Bowling and, and stuff. Bowling. Visit family. Valentine's weekend, did it, like, uh, go any farther? No. Is it, no. Did you give her chocolates and nylons? No, I did get a pound of chocolate in my car, and he probably didn't get that out. A pound of, cho- a pound of chocolate in your car. Yeah. Yeah, because it's cold. But it's sunshiny. I'll get so it it'll melt the break. In your car. Speaking of which, let's talk, you know it's 47 degrees outside right now in Conroe, and it's going to get all the way up to 64. And it's going to be partly cloudy all day and night. Tomorrow may have some thunderstorms to the high of 51. <clears throat> so we've got yeah. temperatures going from the that. 50s through the it's 70s. Gonna interesting. It's going to be an interesting yeah. week. It is. So President's Day is today. And what, can you give me a little yeah. history about President's Day? Is it just kind of like 
oh, hey, we've had so many, we can't just keep doing birthdays. We just got to roll it all into one. Yeah, every now and then Congress needs a national holiday just okay. because they're bored. Yeah, I was reading that a town took Columbus Day and made that and changed it from Columbus Day to voting day. Because mm-hmm. Columbus it, is a bad guy now. Well, I mean, like, to me it makes sense just because do we really care about that day? Because <laughs> it's just a random Monday. Like, it has no significance besides the name. Like, it didn't happen. He didn't discover America on Monday. No, but it was the day. So, yeah. so to me, that's like, it's, it's, uh, to me, that's fine. I don't think it's a lost, a lost thing. Yeah. Now, here's something interesting. So, it's originally established in 1885 in, res- in recognition of President George Washington. The holiday became popularly known as President's Day after it was moved as part of 1971's Uniform Monday Holiday Act in an attempt to create three more three day weekends for the nation's workers. So, that's why we have, these national holidays, Columbus Day, President's Day, on Mondays for the basically for the purpose of giving people a three-day weekend. Well, there you go. So, and so I'm sure one I'm sure sometime Columbus Day will get thrown away because Columbus is a bad guy now. Because well, I think it's also you can only have so many holidays, so they gotta make yeah. it. Yeah, change it up, man. If you notice, on uh, I think there are ten. If you look at all ten, what do you think is at the bottom? If someone goes, which one can we lose? Uh, I would say President's Day, then Columbus over, Day. Over Columbus Day? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Because the irony, it's much like trying to ban flag burning in a country where it's one of the few countries where you can burn a flag. Yeah. So, you know, you, know, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, yeah, freedom, and then bust somebody for burning the flag. You can't bust Columbus for... Yeah, but and I, essentially find, founding America yeah, but a, because America is one of the few countries. We're not busting Columbus. It's more of what's more important to today. And especially, like, I would say all of our presidents are much more important. I'm, I'm talking about just for uh, taking the day off. We would not exist as a nation without Columbus. We well, would we wouldn't be exist with ex- a lot of things. But of the two, we, could, we would have existed as a nation if we'd gone to a monarchy. You know, if we'd gone... Yeah, so we celebrate our kings. You know, if we'd lost... The American Revolution. Which one has more PR appeal? Yeah. I would say Columbus Day. Really? Yeah, Man, because you're, it's you're controversial. Me on this. It's controversial because it is uh, pe- people yeah. don't care about pre- the the biggest president thing about President's Day is mattress sales. You know, it's like every mattress yeah. company in the universe has President's Day sale. That's think, it. I think that's also the biggest influx of cocaine the country has because we're moving so many mattresses. Oh yeah. I thought, I thought they went in coffee cans because coffee messes I'm not doing how they do it today. I watched Beverly Hills Cop. I know how to run drugs. There's a lot of science in it from what I understand from the TV shows. Right. Like they, they make like cast moldings and stuff like that. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. You never seen those shows where they make like uh, statues of Mary out of cocaine? Oh, yeah. You've always got that MacGuffin where there's yeah. the... Actually, I saw this one where they made the cocaine into statues of... Mary, where you know you you break the well, ceramic statue. Yeah. No, it's not like hidden inside of it. No, that, that the actual saying. ceramic yeah. was cocaine, yeah. and so you just crush it and powder it up. <laughs> so you'd be snorting the Virgin Mary. Wow, you gotta be really desperate for that. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I always wondered about that as a business sign mm-hmm. when it comes to drug trafficking, because I imagine when you get so big, everyone expects to get paid. And this isn't some job where it's like, oh, my back pay, the government's on shutdown. <laughs> so it's like, the, you know, one loose kink in the system is going to make it all fall. Well, let's talk about shutdown because, you know, it may be heading back towards that way. You know, oh, that's right. 
And uh, I'm not a fan it was of just shutdowns. long enough for us to forget about it. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was it gave everybody a, a breather and a chance for people to collect their money. Uh, I am still, I don't want to say amused. I am bemused of the sheer number of people that are carping about. I may not get my money. My, you know, when I when the government was shut down, and in, in, in essential, uh, in essence, you were laid off temporarily or furloughed, which happens in the in the private sector all the time. In, in jobs all over the world at a, I'll go back, you know, Coca-Cola distributing plants or a bottling company or, or, or Randall's or Coles. you know, you can get laid off. You don't get money when you're laid off. Well, you don't depends. get back pay for it the depends. time. You make up, you know, the if boss touches you. Yeah. I mean, but what I'm saying is it seems as though the, the government, the federal government is the only entity in the known universe where if you don't have a job, you still get paid. If you do, if you perform literally none of your job duties, you you still get paid. And I, I have friends in the federal government. I'm not dogging them, but it's like welcome to the real world. Almost, it's like every I've been laid off. I didn't get back pay. I got severance, you know. But if I've been furloughed, you, you don't get back pay until you get your next job. And it could be for any number of reasons, but, but usually happened, layoffs happen time, because though. of budget. That's what I'm saying. Layoffs happen because of budgeting, and this is exactly what this was. So I feel for every federal gov- uh, federal government worker who's waiting for their money. But I'm like, wow, I I was laid off shortly after 9/11 because of Enron. <clears throat> I worked for a high tech company, and Enron happened right around the same time as 9/11. And the company I had it was a double whammy since it was in the airline business and high tech. A lot of us got laid off. And for the next year, every job fair was reserved for Enron employees. If you've been laid off from Enron, come here. You know, we have a special job. You know, they got to the front of the line. And those of us are going, wait a second. Just because we didn't, weren't stupid enough to work for Enron doesn't mean we get pushed to the back of the line here. And it was really tough to find a job for a while because a lot of Enron people got special treatment. Uh, I'll also, you're still going on about this. Well, that really hurts you. Well, it, it was annoying, but also... I feel the same way about Biloxi, Mississippi. It, too, got wiped out by Hurricane Katrina, worse than New Orleans. But New Orleans got all the PR and all the money. Biloxi was pretty much wiped off. Because they had a football team. Exactly. So I, I don't like it when something happens to two entities, a person, well, a class of people. Someone's always going to be on city. top. True, and I, but I don't cool. have to be a fan just of Just like Columbus Day. It's never going to be better holiday than President's Day. Sorry. Ah, but see, I, will, I always root for the underdog. So, well, clearly. Even, I don't need a mattress. At, even if it's to the world of stupid, you will go there just because it's the <laughs> underdog. You're, you know, Dick, you're just wrong. Just just sit there in your wrongness and enjoy it. But, no, I think the President's, President's Day is so much better than the Columbus Day, too. Why? Well, give me, like, your top you, three you reasons. Could, you, could keep Mattresses. Adding, you could keep adding things to it. Okay. Like presidents and vice presidents. Like at day? school, you could say, "Hey, let's learn about all these presidents." And then when you're like, "Oh, let's learn about Columbus," it's really boring. <laughs> now we can learn about the future. But the future but on past President's Day, you're not in school. School's then, out today. Well, I'm saying like you take it. Hey, for, for the holiday coming up, let's take a time and study why we celebrate President's Day. Who are our presidents? Who? What is a president? Let's talk about this. And then you show Donald Trump, and everyone figures it out. It's like, hey, get out and vote. That's basically what they learned from President's Day. What do they learn from Columbus Day? Oh, you know, just take what you want. Just wipe out an indigenous populace take what and you take want. over. 
and uh, we'll, we'll make we'll we'll leave Plymouth Rock for you in real life, and it'd be probably the most underwhelming historical marker ever visited by. Yeah, not unlike tourists. the Rock of Gibraltar. So, I'll, you know, I, I see where you're coming from. You're you're dead wrong, of course, but I, you know, I see where you're coming. from. So, I'm just saying it'd be better. I mean, I if I was a teacher, I'd much prefer a president. Okay, so. well, let's, let's well, leave it to, to the listeners. Well, then you have to explain Donald Trump. So that's the problem. Like 15 years from now, when we're still doing President's Day, not Columbus Day, I can't, you still got to like explain. Oh, hey, Donald Trump was our president. I pray I'm still alive in 15 or 20 years, so I when can. When the Rock see, becomes a president. Well, no, just where I can see what the history books say about. Trump, because he is the anomaly. You know, whether you're hardcore Republican, hardcore Democrat, whatever, he is the anomaly. He wasn't well, supposed well, I think to get what's president. Even crazier is remember in the past like two years, there's or two, more than two years. There's always that 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 article about Texas education books are changing the way we do creationism, yeah. or like you know something like mm-hmm. along those lines. And I'm like, who does these books? Because it's almost like, hey, let's get in the news again so we can get a retraction on our books so we can make more books and so we could sell them. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Like, who's, who's the one that decides this stuff? That's a, a Texas school board, I believe. So. And usually it's put together by a lot of non-teachers, which just bugs the heck out of me. Non-teachers are choosing the syllabuses. Still a lie. But let's I'll put it up to the, uh, to the listeners, if we, indeed we have any today, because it's President's Day. We do. Well, who, who do you we like got more? We and Brett. We got other awesome. folks, too. Awesome. President's Day. In. Who's your favorite? Are you Team Dick with President's Day or are you Team Skippy with Columbus Day? And I'm also, the reason I say President's Day is the longevity of using, keeping that as a holiday. Because Brett informed us that he remembers when Lincoln's birthday mm-hmm. and Washington's birthday were individual holidays. Yeah, it was 1971 when it got merged. So, and I, I, I too remember that. Very, very, you know, dimly. So there's, there's a future prospect or a, f- a future thinking when making President's Day. Columbus Day has been there. It's stagnant. It's going to be there. So basically what's going to happen is someone's going to get bored with all the, they have to change up the holidays, and that's going to be the one. That's the one that's on the chopping block right now. Okay. So You're just wrong, dude. I'm just saying. They're not going to get rid of President's Day. They're going to get rid of Columbus Day when it comes down to the authorities. Well, what I mean, what, I'm trying to think of like some other national holidays now. Martin Luther King Day, I can't see that one ever going away. No. That would rightfully cause so, riots. No, what will happen is when Oprah becomes president, It'll be, they'll give that holiday to Oprah. Oprah Day? Yeah. I see that. Yeah. I what's see what's it. Oprah Winfrey? That's her full name? Does she have a middle name? I'm sure she does. Because Martin Luther King has a real nice, like, sting to it. Martin Luther King. I know, right? Genius. You get the, yeah. it's either you're destined for greatness or you're destined to be a serial killer. It's one or the other. One or the other. Yeah. But uh, it is President's Day, so I hope you're enjoying your day off at school. And <laughs> that's one thing I, I will say I'm not looking forward to. I spent a good amount of time yesterday with my sister and her three children. <laughs> and her Are they birth control kids? And uh, I think one of them was. Uh, you know what that is? It's a kid they when, thought they were on birth control? No, this is one where if you're, if you're wondering if you want to have kids and... and if, oh. you, if you babysit a birth no, control I know kid, they're really sweet. Kids. They're really bratty, and so you realize and there's was, no way I'm having kids. Well, it was funny because I was trying to help her with like actual work stuff, so mm-hmm. we're trying to focus. And Uncle Dick, Uncle no, Dick. No, no, that it was about it was the mom every single time. And it mom, was, mom, mom. It was it, we got to the point where after an hour, I was like, "Do you want to do that? Can we go to the coffee shop? Like, let's leave the house." Oh, like oh, do kind of work like not hanging pictures, but no. actually getting com- computer work done. Okay, I got you. So, and it was uh, it was a little overwhelming for me. 
Well, that'll do it. You know, you got to ease your way into the whole concept of parenthood. Now, has Holly talked kids at all? Oh, yeah. No. No, now she wants a dog. Oh, okay, so we're on the dog, so. Go with, I mean, she wants a kid. And I told her if we're having children, we're, we're going to have 10. <laughs> Just to see what she thinks. And I want and five boys and, and we're doing five it, we're girls. doing it like George Foreman. They're all named Richard Schistler. <laughs> all of them are. And then we'll. We'll figure it out from there. I love George Foreman, so, but that's just messed up, man. So listener Brett thinks the uh, President's Day is going to go by the wayside. It's become the American version of All Saints Day. Yeah, you, you group in a whole bunch of into one party. Because here you, we're on President's Day, we're celebrating George Washington, Kennedy, and Trump. You know, you, we got this whole spectrum that... No president is fully loved by everybody. And and so to lump them all I think together. George Washington was. What about him? I think he was probably the most loved. And Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah, that's not, you have your lions. You have your 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 Roosevelt's Teddy. Yeah. You have your your uh, basically your Mount Rushmore presidents. These are the lions. These are the greats. Uh, but in that are mixed the real idiots. The president who was president for like a few weeks because he was idiotic enough to not wear a coat during his inauguration. Who's that? Uh, uh, was it Taft, I think? And he got cold? No, 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 it wasn't Taft. Uh, Brett will, I'm sure listener Brett will know and correct yeah, me. Yeah, Brett's the historian. Yeah, figure. he's really good at that. We need to get Brett and, back and to Dennis the studio. Is the one who's actually lived through history. Okay, let's, let's do an official, uh, love you guys. Uh, an official <laughs> invitation to get Brett back in the studio. That, well, I mean, that, to me, there's a lot of potential in the President's Day day mm-hmm. to educate. You just keep... Convincing yourself of that, Dick, but but no one's two, gonna do it. Two to one against now. Who I got cares? I got bread on Who my cares side. If you get a day off. Are the banks closed today? Yeah, so everything's closed. Yeah, it's a national holiday. Well, that explains why my Amazon stuff's not coming. No, no, that'll that'll come because that's not USPS. Okay. We don't know yet. Did you hear about them buying out uh, yeah air, airlines and stuff like that? Interesting. Amazon really is going for it. I love it. Well, he's got to pay for his divorce somehow. Yeah. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio Mornings at Lone Star. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, you can join us uh, since you're at home already for President's Day. We're on <laughs> Facebook Live, so enjoy that. And uh, comment and stuff, because we actually, I think this guy actually has it open. We'll be back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. 
That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org because every life matters. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Let's go back, let's go back, let's go way on the way back when. All right, welcome back. 9.30 here on Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, and Facebook, all that good stuff. We are broadcasting from the LSCR studios in downtown Connor, and we were just talking a little bit about President's Day, which uh, no one seems to really care about, and uh, I don't think there's... I care. I care. No, you don't. Well, I just want to be contrary. So, and... Is that why you're holding the last day of auditions for Happy Days today, because it's, it's a holiday? That was just a happy accident. But, yeah, now that so. you mentioned it, we had great uh, turnout yesterday for Happy Days Musical. Okay. Uh, night one of auditions. Night two is tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, well, schlep ha- on out. Have you ever had somebody audition through, like, video conferencing? Yep. That's cool. It's not uncommon. Uh, sometimes someone just can't make it. They're out of town. So, we'll, you know, we'll accept a video submission. Um, actually, for the play I was recently in, Sylvia. the wrong video? No, that hasn't happened yet. That's too bad. But we actually had a, you know, when you're doing a show, uh, throughout the run on a Thursday night, you typically have what's called a line brush rehearsal, which is where all the actors get together, and they just go over all the lines. They don't act out the show. They just sit around and... It's like a table reading. Yeah, like a table reading, but it's just to refresh the lines in your head so the next night they're, they're fresh in your mind. Okay. And one of our actors was incredibly sick during the week and didn't want to come in, so she... FaceTimed in. We had an iPod, iPad. So she could have called me and got the Segway robot. Uh, that's right. Just have that roll around the table. Well, we I'm just... pretty sure you can do one of those VR things now and hook it up to the Segway. Oh, that would be cool. And, uh, yeah. and like that way you're walking around. and. So we actually had rehearsals with, you know, someone not there, a virtual rehearsal for her. And then afterwards, the stage manager took the iPod, iPad and said, okay, let's go look at the costumes. Draw all your costumes and where they should be. And, uh, yeah, it's technology at its finest. So that's today. It's open today, right? 
like if I wanted to audition, I'm listening to the yes, show. Yes, yes, it's open auditions coming this evening at six o'clock. Okay, uh, to the Owen Theater and your and it, your social security card. Uh, and a headshot and resume if you have them, but they're not DNA, essential. Blood will be drawn. The blood will be drawn, and, but that's after your cast. Okay, good. That's during the because uh, the choreography is going to be nicely hardcore for some people. Well, it's also for blood transfusions, just in case something happens. They need right. to know what kind of blood type you are. You don't understand what kind of happy days this is going to be. But, uh, <laughs> it's happy days, the musical. Well, you know, okay, so there's a lot of developing things over the weekend. And one thing I wanted to ask, and I want listeners to chime in on this, because I, I, I can't really fully comprehend what's going on. And this is something that a lot of people are talking about, but not talking about mm-hmm. at the same time. And I think you'll understand when I'm talking about the Jesse Smollett, Smollett, uh, scenario, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anyone who doesn't know what what the scenario is that he's an actor who was attacked, or I guess allegedly attacked. Alleg- I guess yeah, you gotta, everything you, you got to say allegedly. You got to use those police terms. <laughs> allegedly attacked late night at Chicago downtown, and it was uh, he claimed it was racially driven because of his uh, sexual orientation and his and his skin color. Now remember, not only racially motivated. But Trump supporter racially okay. motivated. Yeah, that's right. That was probably one of the biggest things. Because it was they were wearing MAGA well, hats. So I'm just gonna. I don't have to explain the whole story, but you can look them up and you can see how it all developed. But one thing I'm really trying to comprehend is what really happened, because there's so many news stories coming out for the past two or three days that won't commit to anything. Oh, they and, were committing to the original attack, and this is why I was saying the other day. This sounds horrendous, but I almost hope that it turns out not to be a hoax, that this guy really was attacked by some idiotic yahoos because it ticks me off to no end because it takes away from those, the next black gay guy or black guy or gay guy or woman or anything. Or man. Who, or man who's attacked for real. They're going to remember if this Jesse Smollett, thing's turn, Jesse Smollett thing turns out to be a hoax, they're going to say, well, it's just another hoax. And it lessens what well, happens to them. One thing I'd them. be interested to listen to is the a police investigator who uses past uh, instances to use his that knowledge and apply it to future ones. Because with the Jesse case, where do you think, and this is all hypothetical, because we don't really, they won't, the, the people who report on this aren't committing to like a full deal. Yeah, because it goes against, because they were the first in the line saying, MAGA hats, MAGA hats, Trump supporters. And that's And just, eventually the police pieced it together, which has taken what, three weeks, four weeks? Well, they started piecing it together after 24 hours. Well, I know, but no one really knew. Yeah, it's 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 so, it's coming out in drips and drabs, and that, that's the issue. Because when you're saying you're worried about future scenarios, mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine police are going to be doing what police do best is investigate and you know find the truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really worried about it. Because but what's going to happen? You're, ba- with the- you're basing this off the public's view. I don't think police are going to be like. This guy's a hoax, just like that. No, guy because the police will be held under an unfair microscope, saying, "Okay, so, well, I'm not worried about the police having been affected by this." What's going to happen? My my supposition, my my educated guess that's going to happen on this is this is going to turn out to be a hoax, and then Jesse Smollett's going to Jesse Smollett is going to play the I'm mentally ill and 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 find some way to deflect it to the mental health. He, he's he's going to say, "I like Columbus Day," and everyone's going to forget. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, he's crazy." He's crazy, guys. No, uh, really, why are the because we talked about this last week, and we kind of we kind of talked it a little bit too much in the sense that we don't really fully understand. But one thing I really wanted to comment on is where do you think us as a as a culture, especially with social media, where do you think we're gonna go with the the important folks who use these things as a pivot tool to go towards 
another direction of like say like a, an agenda they have. Kind of like a lot of the uh, Congress people I remember seeing were saying this is a great example of why we need lynching laws and things like that. Now, do you think? And they start deleting these tweets and these these posts and these things. Mm. On. So, where do you think as a as a culture should we place these things on? Like, should we be mad at people who do that kind of stuff? And I, I believe uh, a big problem, and we've touched on this in the past, but. You know, it's the 24-hour news cycle and the desire. you got to be first. Instead of having three major networks for an hour a night, now you've got 30 and, and you know, some of them are 24 hours a day. So you got to find some way to be uh, number one. And, you know, in England, when I was growing up, you know who sold the most newspapers? The Sun. You know why? Because on page three, they had a topless woman every day. It would be the page three nude. In Russia, there are newscasters, female newscasters, that strip as they give the news. They, you know, we are we are a quarter step really? away from yeah, we're a quarter like step away. Broadcast it like so yeah. I'm just going through my tube and it's yeah, like- and they'll get totally naked g- delivering the news because they they're so desperate to get people to tune in. You know, we got to be number one. I'm telling you, in America, we're a quarter step away from that. I'm staggered. The Wall Street Journal doesn't have a page three nude yet because th- that's where we're going. The, the desire. And there's a reason why well, in the old movies. I think well. In defense of the Wall Street Journal, I think their well, their importance is more of their ability to give a certain type of knowledge, which is stocks and all that kind I of just, stuff. I just, yeah. So, like, people LA subscribe Times. to that. Now, I don't subscribe to the Wall Street Journal to read the sports section. Exactly, yeah. I, but they so have a sports section. Wall Street Journal was off the top of my head. Yeah, because you do want a well-rounded newspaper. So, I, I get that. But I'll say USA Today. I'll change it to USA Today. I'm staggered. They had, they had the color map. The only thing I know about USA Today is, like, the one newspaper you can find on every corner, right? Yeah, pretty much. In every hotel. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, so there's a reason why in the old movies, you'd have the editor go to the reporter going, you got 24 hours, kid, because newspapers came out once a day for the most part. And so you had a 24-hour news cycle. And in fact, there's a wonderful movie called The Paper with Michael Keaton and Glenn yeah, Close. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, and movie. it's uh, about a, a rag new, New York rag newspaper, yeah. but 24 hours in life. And they have 24 hours to get the story confirmed or not. And that was the day. That's when I think journalism was journalism. Because you'd have you'd have 24 hours to get two sources. Now it's who's got the fastest news van to get out or who's got the fastest iPhone that they can get out to the spot and give you can literally give a news report from your iPhone. The reporter can. So it's to it's the rush to get the story first. So this thing, and yeah, I know it's talking MAGA hats, MAGA hats. And they, it, it's, it wasn't MAGA hats, it was masks with Make America Great Again. But what I mean is that the implication was this man, apparently, now, news is coming out left and right uh, that uh, supposedly the alleged perpetrators have confessed it's a hoax. You, you know, more and more stuff is coming out by every minute. But until I get confirmation, I've got to hold myself to the same standards I like to hold a journalist to say, until there's some kind of independent confirmation that it's a hoax, i got to say allegedly. Um, well, I think that's one thing I, I, that's where I wanted to kind of go with this topic, not necessarily this unique scenario, but it's more of the conspiracy theory in me always kind of raises an eyebrow when so many different news sources are saying different things about one subject where everyone has the same source, which is the police. And then now it's kind of getting to like, to the point where it's just a circus. Well, now some news outlets are using each other for sources. Sources state this. Well, the source was your rival network. One of the uh, biggest things that I want to see happen, and this is just going to be an example, is that that kid from the Lincoln Memorial is that their group is suing everybody for 
you know, doxing him and, you know. Oh, the the, the kid who was uh, faced down by the yeah, Native American activist. Yeah, and, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm interested to see what the outcome of that is because of everyone's, you know, quick draw with their phone mm-hmm. going on their social media platform, especially as leaders. <coughs> and we talked about this, and uh, I talked about that interview with uh, the guy who, who runs Twitter, and it was presented to him going, hey, do you think you should allow people to delete tweets? who make statements that are uh, find out to be false later. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those arguments in the sense of you go through this process to become a blue check, which is, if no one knows about social media, it's you're more of like a verified person. Verified, you're trusted. You're trusted, source. like this is who's talking from this account <clears throat> and things like that. And it was kind of proposed, if you have one of those accounts, you shouldn't be allowed to delete. I you shouldn't be allowed to edit. And absolutely basically support says, that. Like, hey, this was mistaken or something like that. One hundred percent, I support that. I believe because any like, where, news entity or a reporter acting in that capacity. Where does your mind go when you read a statement and then from a like from like a person who holds office, and then they delete it and make no comment about They've it? They've lost all all credibility. Like a hundred percent, hundred percent loss. Well, yeah, I you know I hate absolutism. Ninety eight percent credibility loss. Because it's really strange to me that. No one would take that opportunity to make a statement. Oh, I was wrong. I'm going to... See, I got to say it depends on the context. The few times in my life I've deleted like a Facebook post because uh, well, I, if I post something that's erroneous, right, like I, then I, I follow it up with, a, oh, on reflection, I found out this is right, so mea culpa. A couple of times, though, I actually put my foot in it. There's a friend who was in a play once upon a time and I quoted something to her reminding her of the play, but it came across as an implication that I was accusing her of sleeping with dogs because out of context and it blew up in my face. I got people really mad at me going, how can you say this about this wonderful person? I'm like, no, 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 no. It was, it's not what I meant. And it was so much grief that I deleted it. It just deleted the original post. So I couldn't get yelled at anymore. That's about the only time, but I don't think I lost any credibility. I, I, you know, explained to the woman, listen, you know, this is what I meant. She's like, yeah, I get it, but they don't. And so that's why I deleted it just to, to stop that grief. Well, I mean, I, but if it's, if I you can see state examples. something as a news source or if I state something as a fact and I'm wrong, I won't delete it. I'll, I'll mea culpa it as best I can. Because 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when you made a mistake on an official platform, mm-hmm. you, you misspoke and all those kind of things. What was usually the consequence of that? Well, 20 years ago, we really didn't have social media platforms. Well, I meant, no, just a platform. Like, say you're... you're. A, oh, like a newspaper. They would have on page two, you'd open up the front page, and on the inside would be corrections and clarifications. It would be a full column. Because I don't think we have something... That's gone. That, that has don't the have equal impact of today. Yeah. And especially when people, no one questions these people. Because mm-hmm. to me, that would be the first question I'd ask. Like, say, if the president you know, did something on his social media platform and delete it. Kind of like when he says, like, Kafave or whatever Kafefa, that was. Kafefa, whatever that was. I have no idea what that was. But I think the, on the opposite end, you got people who are deleting things, and they don't get asked, hey, why did you delete that that tweet? And then they probably won't give it. They'll never, like, answer yeah, well, it. But. And again, it's, it's not, it goes beyond the social media. We're talking about the kid. I, unfortunately, I can't even remember his name. The kid who was faced down by the activist on the, the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh... I can guarantee you no news outlet or maybe one or two will follow his trial, meaning his his case, uh, with the fervor that they did the original glee that was, oh, look, we've got white supremacists 
facing down a poor Native American. You know, and this kid's life was nearly ruined because of that, so he was rightfully suing. Um, it's the media in general, and I'm throwing Fox News in there with MSNBC and CNN, so don't think I'm being right-left here. This is, uh, I'm anti-journalism right now, as it, as it is defined by today's standards or lack thereof. I am so opposed to it, and I agree that if any news organization on a social platform post something, they cannot delete it. Any reporter acting in, a, in the capacity of a reporter, get two accounts, people. Get your personal account and get your business account as a reporter. If you post it, you don't get to delete it. And I know I've said it a few times, but this is something uh, listener Brett, uh, he wrote something one time that I, I love, uh, and I wish I could quote it. i got to find it. Brett, if you can find it, give it to me so I can quote it correctly. But any headline that includes the words might, should, m- could, Anything like that, anything that's not a definitive, uh, a qualifier, should not it should not be allowed to be viewed as a as a it's not a news story. Well, How, I, I know we talked about separating, you know, the opinion piece and the actual news pieces, but a lot of newspapers are, in some way, I guess it's more of they didn't really understand how to make a website. And so when they made their first website, it got put in together because no one knew how to divide those things. No, you can, everyone, newspapers have always had an op-ed know, page. Just, I'm just yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, you've had one. Now it's the other way around. Most newspapers are, you know, 40 pages or 20 pages of op-ed with one page of news. And I got to say, on any given day, this is the really sad thing. Nowadays, the uh, I think the only page that's got more truth than any other is the classified page. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around. That used to be the one filled with lies. Um, yeah, they won't let you sell roses on there anymore. They won't let you sell roses on the newspaper? Oh, I didn't. I don't mind. That was a bad joke. Must, you, ever, you never heard about that? No. That's not Where it went from that. classified newspaper to Craigslist called Roses, and it was like sexual fa- fa- uh, favors for ro- like for roses. Oh, wow. No, I missed that that's one. Where, yeah, it, was, oh, it went on for a while. See, that's the problem when you get older. You, you miss out on all the good stuff. So, and then someone got murdered, and so apparently they didn't want people to sell roses anymore. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's a true story. We are going to take our break. I, swear, I was just wondering about, with that, that last segment we just had, is just I was really trying to figure out where we're going with holding people accountable. When you and then it's like, gonna come to a head. It's the, the quick draw Twitter thing is gonna destroy some people. It already has, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like at the, when the road keeps going down. There more needs and more to be con- until there are consequences for these actions. It's gonna keep on going. Well, was, Sooner or later, I was reading that that law group who's representing the Covington kids is suing that Native American. Good. And they actually, I was reading they actually might have a case. I'm yeah, like, they, man. Yeah. No one's gonna report the findings. That's of that. what I'm saying. I would love to have the the media pursue that story with the fervor that they pursued the original so but yeah you're listening to morning's lone star we'll be right back folks we got a lot going on feel free to chime in if you have something that we want to talk about let us know we're on uh, facebook live right now with morning's lone star we will be <laughs> right back business office cleaning is available in the montgomery county area from clean sweep office cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care window care trash collection restroom disinfection and stair and elevator cleaning Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio. Hanging out in the studio with my buddy Skippy over here. Yo. And of course, our folks on Facebook Live. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on right now. And, uh, and you know, Brett, one of our listeners, and that's what makes that uh, situation interesting the slander and libel case with the MAGA kid 
I mean, there's a lot of possibilities with it, depending on who the party they're... Because I think they sent out 50 letters or something like that. They chose 50 groups or, or individual people as, you know, filing against them. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite one, I think, will be Alyssa Milano. Yeah. you know, one of the more vocal people on Twitter. And I think that's kind of insane to me. Uh, and this is going to kind of jump from conversation from political to kind of just the insight of people are people. Like, we're now learning with social media our favorite our favorite uh, movie actor or you're, writer. Yeah, or, you're finding sides of them like, you may not actually like, like or you may like more. Like, to destroy everyone's dreams is just look at J.K. Rowling's, Rowling's who wrote Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Just follow her on her social media. That woman is, like, insane. It's it's really funny <laughs> to me watching her trying to defend because we you've written a book. She's so, now richer than the Queen of England, but she's talking about well, no, uh, class that, that's that. inequality. I'm more of, like, making up, like, just kind of, Making up stuff about her own stories, like because every you you written a book mm-hmm. and it's available on Amazon, right? Yep. What's it called? Time crossed. Say time crossed. Look it up. And uh, you know sometimes there can be plot holes, <laughs> and especially writing a, like a, a series as scale, as big as scale as Harry Potter world, like you're never gonna be one hundred percent. And it's not like same thing with George Lucas. Yeah, man. like there's just no way. And it's really funny to see her trying to fill those plot holes with some type of logic. And it's just like, no, it's okay. It's okay. You don't, like, have, you don't have to. Have, you don't have it's to be okay politically to say, correct. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't have to. But, uh, but I think that's really one of the kind of the strange things. A lot of people who care about, you know, a, so a celebrity and then they follow them on social media. And then all of a sudden it's like, no one, like their world changes. Cause I started looking up people and just seeing what they were saying. You just follow their timeline. Cause social media has been around for like 10 years. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been there. Mm-hmm. And, like, Stephen King's another example. Like, that dude really likes tweeting. Mm-hmm. And it kind of bothers me that he tweets that much because I don't tweet that much. I don't think I even, like, I think my last tweet is from four years ago. Yeah, years ago. I'm right there with you. But does, does that make sense to you? It, it does. You're, you're finding out that your idols, for lack of a better word, you know, are, are human, which is good or ill. But in this particularly schism's climate, uh, where yeah. a vast majority of Hollywood is leans liberal, and it's just is how it has been and shall be. Well, I mean, there's some—I'd say there's some advantages to having these kind of folks on social media because you get to experience something different. Like one of my favorite, current favorite ones is kind of in light doses is Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Will Smith decided to start his own YouTube channel, and he started putting things out that are kind of random. But, like, sometimes he puts things out to explain the movie side business. Like, for example, his most recent one is interesting because he talks about declining to be Neo in The Matrix. Right, because I know he got a lot of flack for that. Yeah, so, oh, you dummy. And he, like, he goes into a little bit. It's like a, you know, five-minute video, but it's still neat to see, mm-hmm. oh, we all know about that movie. We all know how big it was. Why, why did he not choose to be in the movie? And it was interesting. And then he also talked about Wild Wild West, which was even it was interesting too. <laughs> I turned on the Matrix so I could be in the Wild Wild West. And he literally says that. And oh my god! And, uh, well, and you he know, had, he had smirk too. He's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, it's just kind of weird to me that we, as a, as a society, is like we're now finding a way to access certain things and experience. Especially, I mean, Donald Trump's a, a great example of somebody who you don't doubt that he's on his Twitter. And like it, you go, man, he uses mm-hmm. tweets. That's why. I mean, I think that's on his agenda. I wonder if it's on the official presidential agenda. He does have to account for every minute of the day. There is actually a recording secretary so, that records what the president see, does minute by minute. I mean that that 
I wonder if I bet you there's enough data where you could search if it's a pat if there's a pattern to his tweets. Because you know my conspiracy theories, he's on the toilet doing it. Yeah, I I'm right there with you. I, so I don't disagree. We can we can uh, understand his habits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, Brett did pipe up with you know J.K. Rowling does give away a lot of her fortune and and all power to her. I mean, I'm not saying I'm anti. I refuse to well, read I'm Harry Potter. Of, she didn't just talk about Harry Potter. Right. She's all over the place. Right. And it's just kind of like, man. But to me, I find it disingenuous at best when I have people who make $20, $40, $60 million a movie lecture me, well, a fiscal let's, conservative, let's on... Talk, let's not even talk about million dollars a movie. Let's talk about how many, how many royalty checks do you think this woman gets, or residual checks, or any type of check every month? Oh, yeah. She's literally richer than the Queen of England. So... I mean, she's doing pretty good. Yeah, she's doing pretty good. Um, so for someone like that, especially who's not having to deal with the uh, back-breaking taxes of the British system anymore, I don't believe. Um, didn't she? I, I, no, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I have no confirmation of that. Um, well, they, we have the internet. What are you trying to ask? Uh, did J.K. Rowling, where, where is she a citizen? Okay, I look it up. Is she still a British citizen? Is she then she's subject to British taxing laws, which means she's going to lose a lot of that money. I'm um, looking it up. You keep talking. Okay. So, but to have someone like that lecture me, a fiscal conservative, on why I'm not paying enough taxes. She lives, it says Scotland. She lives in Scotland? Is she a. Uh, yeah, that's what it's saying right now. I see. It depends on it's her citizenship. And I thought I'd read, but I have no confirmation of it, and I could have easily hallucinated that she had changed her nationality. If she's well, subject to all the British taxes, all power to her. Like I said, I'm not anti-rolling personally, but to have Hollywood elite making more money in a day than I will ever make in my entire lifetime lecture me on I'm not paying my fair share of taxes because I'm in a middle-income tax bracket really is disingenuous. <clears throat> And what really bothered me, I am, was and am still to be a huge fan of the West Wing. I love Aaron Sorkin as a writer and a creator, and I loved the universe that the West Wing created. Even, and even though it you know, dealt with a, a lot of democratically favored politics, I felt the show was, for the most part, even-handed. Uh, there were a couple of episodes that I didn't like because there was a death penalty episode that was very over the top with its message that I disagreed with. But, you know, not every episode is going to be an Emmy winner. But recently, a lot of the cast of The West Wing went on YouTube or Facebook to talk about the importance of voting. But what they all were saying basically was the Republicans are trying to kill you. You, you know, don't vote, vote Democrat. And I've really felt sad because it was Bradley Whitford and Allison Janney and Richard Schiff and actors that I admire with characters who who brought life to characters that I loved, I'm like, you're losing me because you're lumping me in with everybody else. And it's like well, when I, Hillary Clinton well, said I deplorables. This, I had a similar conversation on Tom Cruise. Okay. And we're, since he's a Scientologist, you're starting, like you, uh, you see, do you, I was asking the question, do you see blowback from people going to see his movies? And that's why he only does Mission Impossible type movies now because he knows there's an audience for it. Because his past, like, three or four movies outside of the Mission Impossible universe have done really poorly. And, like, even American Made, which was, I mean, it was a good movie, didn't do as well as they thought it was going to do. And then you had The Mummy. And then you did that rock and roll movie that did horrible. 
Yeah, and there's then, that. There's Man- Magnolia. There's well, Vanilla no, Magnolia S- happened. That was like 30 years ago. Yeah, and Vanilla Sky. I'm talking about recently. Like, but what I'm saying is the, the really weird ones like Magnolia, like Vanilla Sky, that was before all the Scientology stuff came out. So I think that's why he doesn't do those movies anymore because they're like, yeah, he's a whack job. And he does whack job roles. He has to do cookie cutter action roles. But Ethan people Oval. are, do you think people are judging him based off that so they won't go support him in his movies? Oh man, I don't know because Mission the Mission Impossible. If you find something that works, stick with it until it doesn't work anymore. Oh yeah, if I'm making that kind of money. And it's like Liam Neeson. I'm almost I, I shake my head because all he does now is tough guy killing bad guy movies. That's all well, he does. What's funny about that is I had a we we're talking about this on the ticket stuff. I was I had a theory that male actors face a decision they make when they hit like 65. Uh-huh. Because technically, that like the, you got, I imagine when you're the, an actor that's been in movies, when you hit 65, you're very loose with what you want to do. Like you're not required. You don't have that big contract with Sony that you have to make five movies. Yeah, you want to eat. So you're, you're, <laughs> now you're just kind of like I'm Robert De Niro and I'm going to do whatever I want. And they, they basically their their quality of films go way down. Well, yeah, it's the. The stars, the mega stars, like the Robert De Niro's, and they're the ones that get to go up on the on the Oscars. I mean, look at Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis actually had, I, I know he's and like been known to be difficult to work with and stuff, but I really admire him. And he just did a voice cameo on the Orville. He played a talking flower, and he wasn't credited at all. I'm listening to the voice, going, "Man, that sounds familiar." And the Orville is really good with uh, with. Uh, uh, cameos norm mcdonald plays a blob a talking blob uh you know you get these voices but he's actually i'm listening to this talking flower in this episode it's like man that voice sounds familiar so i looked it up and it was bruce bruce willis well and a completely uncredited role well okay so to give you an idea what i'm talking about with their their choices how many movies do you think bruce willis made and that were released in 2018 2018 if any, one. Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. It was six. Really? Then a lot of them went to like DVD yeah, that's or something. Yeah. So I'm like, so you get to that point where you're like, whatever, I'm just going to get paid and do a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm good with that. So I'd like to be in a position like that. And now, female actresses, I mean, our actresses that hit 65, they're, they're in a unique scenario because a lot of like prestigious movies require the wisdom of a, mo- a mother. Or a grandmother. And that's where Helen Mirren, Judy Dench, that's where they go to. Again, you got to find what works. But guys, there's too many guys. There's too many old people, old dudes. Because mm-hmm. who's your typical go-to old actor now? It'd be like Christopher Plummer. Oh, you mean like a man of a certain age? Well, yeah, need. like I need to have a, a grandfather. Uh, Ed Asner. Well, he's great-grandfather. Alan now. Adda. But is he? Or, yeah, Alan does Alda. He, does he still act, though? Yeah. In fact, he was in the West Wing. So, yeah, I know that, but that was West Wing was like 20 years ago. Yeah, man. it was a while back. But, yeah, no, he, he still acts. Uh, yeah, you get them, and you see that. Like, I don't see Anthony Hopkins really in anything anymore. I think he's just kind of doing whatever. He's just, Rob De Niro he's just eating somebody's livers choice. with a nice candy. And then they got, who else we got? Oh, Redford. Um, New, Paul Newman died, didn't he? Yes, <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, I was making sure about that. Uh, but he's, or Redford's still alive. Hanks is going to be there pretty soon. Pretty soon, Hanks will be playing the grandfatherly role. Hanks is this generation's Jimmy Stewart. That's all there was to it. Yeah. Tom Cruise was going to be this generation's, what, Cary Grant? Um, Your generation, you mean? 
What generation are you talking about? Yeah, as I get more into grandfather, as oh, I get okay, into yeah. flat out old stage. I don't think so. So like Jimmy Stewart and Fred Astaire, you know, the, their careers ended up on like disaster movies and stuff, which is, you know, that's what they were there for, basically to get all these old stars that we grew up with and and give them one last huzzah. And I actually think we're going to have a resurgence of disaster movies pretty soon. 2012 showed a lot of them because of the whole Mayan prophecy yeah. thing. And now that we're past that, when we get into 2020, I, I think we're going to see, after superheroes, we're going to go back to Freeman, disaster movies. Morgan Freeman's another one that just, he's the go-to old dude. Yeah, you need God. But in fact, Morgan Freeman is actually doing a documentary about God. It's like, dude, you're interviewing yourself. Yeah, that's pretty funny. God interviewing God. All right, well. Uh, Brian Cox, Denholm Elliott. Yeah, I think they're kind of B-list. They're, they're awesome actors, but we were talking about Brian Cox the other day. He was the original Hannibal Lecter. In yeah. a movie called Manhunter back in the 80s. And uh, he's a great, uh, there's this wonderful uh, documentary, I think it's on Netflix, it's called The Guy That Was In That Thing. And it's this documentary with interviews of all these actors that have been in hundreds of movies and TV shows each. You don't know their name, but you know, you know, you've seen them. Oh, that guy that was in that, that movie. And it's great. And I want to say Brian Cox might be one of them where... Uh, or someone like Brian Cox, but they're like, yeah, you know, you saw me as the bad guy in The Matrix, and then I went over, and I, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, I was this guy, and they make a living out of it, and they're, they're, most of them are very happy doing it. And same thing with Denholm Elliott. Uh, although outside of, um, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, someone like that will get a, a defining role in their older age, like Denholm was on the, uh, he, was the he was Indiana Jones's boss, in the first Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. And so you've well, seen him in many things. There's an actor who actually had a documentary about him, about that role. Where Which he, one? He was, he was in, I think it was something, uh, his actor's name is Steven Tobolowsky. Steve Tobolowsky, yeah. But he's been in, they made a thing about like how many uh, Oscar movies he's been in and also like highly rated films, but he's never a star. He's always like, well, you know, he's not leading of, man position. Uh, he is the guy that in Groundhog Day he, he played Ned. Ned, yeah. hi, I'm the insurance guy. Him, you've seen him in so many different. I mean, things. he was in Spaceballs. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been around. For, he's a character actor, and and character actors have their place in life for sure. For Shizzle, I mean, he's been in a lot of things. Oh my gosh, but uh, Bilbo, who who was okay? Sorry, Brett, Ian I'm Holmes. reading your note. Ian Holm was well. No, no, no. In the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Now, if we're talking Ralph, the Rankin Bass, Orson, the, the cartoon, that was Orson Bean played Bilbo. In the Ralph Bakshi movie, uh, the voice of Bill, the, the body of Bilbo was played by Billy Barty, and the voice was, I don't think it was Denholm Elliott, but uh, I, hi, I see the camera's being moved on me. Uh, uh, Brett, uh, I ask you to clarify who was Bilbo in the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think Christian Bale has a chance. To? To be the Cary Grant. No. Really? Cary Grant was so particular about his image that he would, in his contract, frequently say, you can only shoot me from this side, from my good side. Well, a lot of people have been saying that about uh, Will Smith. That's why he kind of went down is because during his time, he would only be doing certain characters that showed him in a positive deal. So he, he basically got typecasted, mm -hmm. uh, not not on our world, but in the Hollywood world, because he, he wouldn't choose, you know, risky things 
and the rock's in that same position from what i've been reading about the rock is never allowed now hasn't he retired his name didn't like the rock officially get retired so he's now his dwayne johnson All right, dwayne only. johnson whatever I but just i just I, that just came out Wait, on no, the headline they, the other well, day no they were making a joke because that hobbs and sean hobbs movie's coming out and the only way you can show the rock being beaten by somebody is that they have to be a robot they can't be like a human being <laughs> And so they made the villain and Shaw and Hobbs have to actually be infused with, you know, kind of like Wolverine kind of stuff. So you can't be like another person beating him. It has to be. That's when you become too much of a man. That's why the, that's why Hugh Jackman, I still say Michael Ironside would have been the best Wolverine ever. But Hugh Jackman did a good thing because Wolverine pretty much is supposed to be indestructible. No. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, unless you like literally burn you know, blat, nuclear blast all his skin off his bones. Well, that's what, no, Deadpool is supposed to be indestructible. Well, yeah, Deadpool's indestructible because he got Wolverine's blood. No. Yeah. You know, he has, he has a... Wolverine's DNA in him. Well, no, he has a similar mutant gene, but his is divided by cells. Mm-hmm. Like his, for example, if like you blew him up, well, one part of him's going to grow back. So if like he had he chop off all five of them. Oh, Yeah. The so one thing. of them is going to grow back into full. But Jackman blade. showed uh, a that he could be beaten up by someone who is not just a robot. The Rock can't. The Rock can never play Wolverine because he's too manly man yeah. in, in there. So I, you know, you want your heroes to have fatal flaws. If that I mean, you, you want there to be the kryptonite, and the Rock doesn't have any kryptonite against him right now. Yeah, he needs One to. One day he will. He needs to. And it's a lot like with, uh, uh, what's his name? Mel Gibson in the Lethal Weapon movies. He starts off in the first one being this total Can you imagine Mel Gibson killer. on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'd pay cash for that one. Oh, that'd be funny. But by the third or fourth movie, you see these he's going, I'm too old for this now. And, you know, there's at least there's humanity to it. You, they start to recognize their limitations. And the actor should, too, going, okay, I'm not going to be the young action star anymore. Not Tom Cruise, though. He has to be in that chirogen or the, some type Cry- of device. cryogenic freezer. I'm yeah. telling you, somewhere there's a picture of him hanging on a wall that's getting older every year while he stays the same. Oh, for sure. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a quick break. It's 1010, folks, <laughs> so we'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, a Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. 
The Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? Hey, guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of Roller Derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vice with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right, we are back. 10.15 here on Lone Star Community Radio. It is the 18th. February. One thing I forgot to mention, uh, Sean, is I was here for the parade. For the Go yeah, how'd that go? So it went really well. I mean, it was long, and it was spread out. I don't know if the horses had trouble at certain points, but mm-hmm. there were some dry periods. But it was busy. I mean, we had people all around. Uh, I couldn't even set up the camera because people kept getting in front of it. 
So I didn't. Yeah, like, there was fear of that. Yeah, and it happened a lot. Like my favorite one was some guy pulled up right in front, and uh, basically it was like an SUV. So he pulls his top open, and leaves it open, and so they could sit in the back of the SUV. You tell him, hey, you know. Yeah, this well, is not your I was person. like, hey, and then uh, basically he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And that you go was out with it. The baseball and bat? that was it. <laughs> I was like, okay, well. This You're looking is really, for a fight, and you were denied, huh? <laughs> this is really going great. But, uh, hey, but I want, yeah, overall. I, I want to talk about something that's going to happen on Friday afternoon that, right. that I'm involved with because I had a long rehearsal yesterday. So the Woodland Symphony Orchestra is a Friday afternoon at 4.30 okay. at the Glade Arts Gallery, which is uh, the old visitor center. It's a beautiful art gallery. Doing the special presentation... It's uh, called L'Histoire du Soldat, or The Soldier Story, uh, done by Igor Stravinsky. And it's music what, with some acting and a narrator doing a lot of voiceovers, and so there's acting out, and there's also dialogue. Uh, and it's about the soldier who basically sells the soul to the devil, and the devil starts to get uh, his due back on it. It's a little bit of Faust, a little bit of Devil Went Down to Georgia because the violin is involved. Um, and I get to play the devil. Really? Yeah, I got some great, uh, the soldiers played by Jared Barnes, uh, Travis Bryant, you know, uh, of the uh, Texas Renaissance Festival as the narrator. And then you got the Woodland Symphony Orchestra. And so that's going down at the Glade. I have a lot of lines to learn, too. You know, I, I thought that we'd be able to, like, read this like a staged reading, but no, it's, uh, I got to have the script out of my hand. And it's uh, very interesting, great music, and I get to play the devil, so basically I'm playing myself. And uh, it, that's happening Friday. Go to woodlandssymphony.org for me, more details on that. Uh, also, or just go to Facebook and look up Glade Arts um, Foundation or Glade Arts, and, and that'll tell you all about it. So that's happening on Friday, so that was fun. And again, like I said, I've got uh, uh, Happy Days Auditions Part 2 tonight. Schlep on out if you feel like it. There are roles to be filled. And okay. once we're done with it, something happened last night when it, uh, that I want to talk about on the air. I can't go into details now, but... Uh, Why don't we talk about it after you cast? After I cast, yeah. if it's still relevant. I told you off the air, and I think you know, you know what I want to I talk about. I don't listen to you. I know, right? But Are you talking to me? Yeah. It's something very interesting that may sound like it runs contrary to something I've been very vocal about in the past the other way. And I'm not trying to be too enigmatic about it. But it's a casting decision I may have to make that may run contrary to how I've sounded in the past on other casting decisions. Okay. And I'll just leave it up. I love well, you know, <laughs> listener Brett. Is, nobody who saw American uh, Psycho would think of Christian Bale as a Cary Grant. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to say. Cary Grant went out of his way to have a... A, a, a presentation about himself. Christian Bale, I'll gain weight, I'll lose weight, I'll, I'll d diss the person that gave me my role on the Golden Globes. He's just all, Christian Bale's all over the map. So, Well, you know, speaking of casting issues, I want to talk about, did you hear the update about the Oscars? They're still not a... They're airing. Oh, now they're airing every There was backlash to the... So not, last week, let's tell people what it well, was. Well, not even that. Okay, so last week, basically, the Oscars were worried about the runtime, even though they don't have a host. So that should have cut it by a little bit. You would think. Uh, so they were going to choose certain categories not to be aired live, but you could watch later. And there's, like, best cinematography? I mean, they were... Cinematography, editing, uh, art direction, and makeup. I think and those are four. four major 
awards, in my opinion. And then, uh, oh, yeah, I think a lot of people had the same opinion. But what's funny is they they reinstated that they're going to do it all live. But now they're making another weird choice is they're having some of the presenters not be movie people. Okay, so like an editor is going to... So like, for example, they were talking, I think... I'm trying to find the source for this, but they're saying like Serena Williams will give a, a will come out and do Best Picture. Oh Lord! So oh Lord, I why? I don't know. Why no? Why uh, not? Well, it's one more reason for me not to tune into the Oscars this year. Okay. I've just I I um every day more and more just caring less and less about the Oscars and other like-minded awards. Um, I, I, you know, right. I'm glad that because of the backlash, they realized okay, we're going to put these back in during the broadcast, but no, it's... I've, so I, I misread it. She's introducing Best Picture nominees, A uh-huh. Star is Born, at the Oscars. So I guess they're doing well, they're doing their normal, like, all Best Pictures get a little bit of introduction throughout uh-huh. the whole deal. So she's doing that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very much um, stunt casting. It's like, if you want to raise the audience, if the audience is fading or you think they're going to fade... Just have a quick video cameo of Michelle Obama. And oh, everyone goes crazy. You've noticed that's happening more and more. Yeah, she just well, shows up on more and more. Well, it's it's tired. Again, it's it's slap, mm-hmm. sloppy writing. Okay, we, we can't engage the audience on our own. What do we do? Well, getting Let's Michelle Obama on. Let's yeah. spice it up. But it's not, but it's not the same thing over and over. It's I come to expect it. I, I don't need to watch the Grammys or the Emmys or the Oscars because I know what's going to happen. I just gonna need to fill in the blank on you know which of the two movies are gonna get it. Other than that, there's I, there's the spectacle's gone. I just find it so duplicitous. You sound jealous. Oh yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. If I was ever nominated for one, you I'd be first in line there, standing there. I'd have my speech pre-written and everything. I'm, I'm a whore like that. I I, <laughs> I will happily admit that. But right here, right now, I. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm excited because the ticket sub we do the the game and we try to win and see who can choose the best, but I just think it's funny that there's a committee put together making changes like this at this scale of an event. At this, yeah, that makes relatively sense? last minute. I mean, it, and especially when they have had so many award ceremonies of the same thing, it's like, hey, we kind of learn what works. Yeah, it's and fifty what some odd years it's been going. People, you'd think, or sixty some. We'd have some. You know it by now. And do you think anyone denied doing the hosting? You think they actually try to like legitimately go out and find like three or four people and they ask each one goes, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, you, you know that they went to Billy Crystal and Steve Martin and, you know, the, the old standbys, you know, dig up Bob Hope and, and try to resuscitate him. Uh, you know that. For them to not have, uh, I'll put it like this, even Maroon 5 was able to get people to play the Super Bowl with them. As lousy as the halftime Super Bowl show was, remember all these people? Oh no, because of Colin Kaepernick, I'm not gonna, uh, not gonna play. They were still able to find band, good bands to play with them, or name bands. So, out of Hollywood, you'd think that they'd be able to find someone. Yeah, and that's how I think. I, I think the Oscars, as the spectacle that they once were, is is on a nosedive. Well, I think the, I think the presence of Hollywood is on a nosedive. Yeah. Because if you're getting mad at Kevin Hart, who's a comedian, who tweeted a joke, and that's why you're not having him be the host anymore of something he's already apologized for way back then, then mm-hmm. you're going to be in real trouble if you're going to keep that same regard for everyone in the future. I got to tip my hat to Kevin Hart because he didn't turn it into a, oh, they don't want a black man hosting or they don't want a short man because the dude's shorter than I am. 
uh, not by much, but you know he. Yeah, but like half the jokes he, are already written. But one of the things that short. He, he owned it. Yeah, well, exactly. But I mean, he owned it, and he's like, and I didn't he like step down from it. I'm sure it yeah. was like. Yeah, he stepped down. Yeah, but I'm sure it was like, here, why don't you step down before we fire you? But still, he he owned it, and he didn't try to turn it into something else. He's still getting paid millions of dollars to be in a movie. And there you go. So that's one thing I'd be interested to see if that industry finally comes up to, and like everyone knows, Hollywood accounting is a a term, but you really know how many people get, how much money they really get paid. And I always found that kind of interesting because no one ever want that truth to be out. Because you're kind of like, oh, you're getting paid twenty million dollars to be in a movie that took two hours of my time. That's crazy. You make too much money. So maybe that do they even pay them? The presenters? Yeah. Or the the hosts? Oh, you betcha. Let's hope they do. But uh, but yeah, so I've, I'm kind of interested to see what they end up with. I, I'm, the end result of the Oscars is going to be very interesting. I think that's probably why they're doing a lot of this stuff, so they keep themselves in the news rotation. And then finally when the weekend comes up, people are watching just to see it burn. But I don't think it will. Yeah, I'll be tuning into the uh, the best and worst of uh, next If day. anything, this is an opportunity for their, their normal announcer who does the PA work. I'd be like, yeah, pay me more money. Right, wouldn't you do pay that? Pay me lots of money. Wouldn't you do that? Pay me more money than last year? Yep. Because I'm doing all the work? Mm-hmm. So that's the way I would do it. But, uh, but yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to ask uh, and our listeners, if you don't know, Anthony Weiner was released from prison. So he's out, out and about. They freed the Weiner, huh? So they freed like, the Weiner. Free, free Willie. And I wanted to ask you, Sean, yes. uh, what, what, what happens to a guy like this? Uh, he will either become a joke like Rod Blagojevich, who went on Celebrity Apprentice as he's under indictment and getting ready to go to jail. Yeah. Um, and Dancing with the Stars, you know. Well, he will not be welcomed on those kind of platforms. That's what I'm saying. Well, there will always be someone. Jersey Shore will pick him up. You, you know, there will always be some idiot that will do it. He may get a guest star uh, as, you know, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you know, where yeah. make fun of himself. He'll get enough money to see him through, and then he'll just fade away into obscurity. Or... Well, I mean, more of just like, I'm not saying from our perspective, like, why do I care if he's in, you know, celebrity rehab or whatever? Mm-hmm. What I want to know, Ooh, that that that's who pick him what up. What I want to know is, what's he? What do you think? If you are Anthony Weiner, like, <laughs> it, does he have money? You think, or does he? I mean, because to me, it's gonna be kind of hard. Kind of like, say, if Jared from Subway gets out, you're kind of like, oh, how am I literally gonna make ends meet? Jared, if Jared's smart, he's just gonna stay in prison for the rest of his life. He'll just oh, yeah. find ways. Like, like Charles Manson's not dumb. Every time he's up for parole, he recarves the swastika on his forehead. Like, I ain't getting out. I, I won't survive six minutes outside. So, Wiener, man, that's a... Because uh, I know it's a, tra- like a, a drastic difference between Jerry from Subway, but I meant more of just like, he's been rehabilitated because he was, served his time. Mm-hmm. And that's now, the purpose, yeah. I mean, like, I just don't know what... Because uh, he what, was he just a politician his whole life? Pretty yeah, I, I think so. So, I mean, I guess he could work... Like, as he lives in New York, right? It's $15 minimum wage now. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. He'll try to go on the TED Talks tour, the lecture circuit. He'll write a book. Um, yeah, and but he, there's definitely no value to that. Do you think if someone's going to pay him to be an electric? Like, what are they going to say? What What does he offer besides his, you know, notorious tweeting or taking pictures thing? Carlos Danger. That that was his his handle, wasn't it? I guess. Twitter? Yeah, it was Carlos Danger. Uh, I'm telling you, he's gonna pick some movies where they're gonna he's gonna spoof himself, 
and make just enough money to survive. And then, you know, I, I don't wish, I, I wish ill on very few people in the in the world, but it'll be interesting to see if he can handle life on the outside and what he yeah. opts to do. Well, I mean, do. he's already kind of lived a life on the public's eye before. Mm-hmm. And he's already embarrassed a lot of people who are close to him. Yeah, but think about it. You got like, uh, who was it? John Wayne Bobbitt. The guy who had his number sliced off by uh, his wife, yeah, yeah, Lorana Bobbitt, and so I can't believe you remember that name. That's insane. Do you know what it looks like though? Do you know what he looks like? Yeah, because he decided to become a porn actor for a while afterwards. Oh, so you seen his work? No, I didn't see. Well, I saw a story about sure. it. Sure. <laughs> no, I choose my porn very. That's carefully. how that gets like I'm, burned into my head. I'm I'll, very I'll discriminating with my erotica choices. Oh man. No, it just I, it got me thinking because I just didn't see any redeeming qualities about a guy like this. Uh, and, he'll try like, to do the the, the rehab, and, and actually, I'm kind of reading notes and and listener Brett's on the same wavelength I am. Uh, you know, you make ten to twenty thousand, up to fifty thousand actually uh, per lecture on the circuit. So you know, a couple of those, and you're set for the next few years. But it's also going to be the book. You know, what I learned from my mistakes and how I became a better person. You know, that's what he's going to try. But I don't think it's going to take him seriously. So I, that's why I say he's going to do the. The spoof route first, like what Charlie Sheen's become. If you see him, he's on you know, commercials making fun of himself. Oh, yeah. Which is really pathetic. It's sad. But see, what's the difference, though, I see that is what the public's perception of Charlie Sheen is more of like a myth. Like the myth of Charlie Sheen. Because, you know, there's some basis to the truth of, of the fake. Well, he had him. a meltdown and talking well, I mean, about there, there's the Tiger Blue. There's that. Uh-huh. But, I mean, like, no one knows the full story in a sense of, you know, was he currently on drugs at that time? And but like Anthony Weiner, I mean, he got caught like twice, right? That was yeah, deal. that was that was the funny thing. Like he was already in trouble, uh-huh. and then he got trouble. He got and then he doubled down on his behavior. That's like the the person on you know waiting on trial for a DWI goes out and gets drunk and gets in another one. You're well, it reminds me of that posed. Fry Festival guy. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what he did. Was he got was indicted for the Fry Festival, and then he started up another scam. While waiting in his house on house arrest, is, well, you desperate. I gotta get money so I can skip so, the country. So, Carlos Danger, who knows what's in store for him? Uh, it'll be one of those. Two I mean, things. would you go to a speaking arrangement? No, I wouldn't give him a penny. I say wouldn't buy working, his book. Say you're working, and the boss comes like, "Hey, we got a speaker. You know, we're gonna you're gonna get paid to sit here and listen to this guy. Who's it gonna be? Oh, it's this guy who sends his. Oh, his, if I'm not paying for it, sure, I'll watch. I don't care. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> But that's great. But no, I won't give any of my money uh, towards him. I mean, I bet. I mean, he he'd be a great example of what not to do on social media. There you go. So, do you think he has a phone right now? <laughs> He's probably got an old, uh, think, the old flip phone. Are judges allowed to do that? What? Well, like, say you, you have a behavior problem. A judge can pretty much set any condition they like, want. Like, can I say, hey, you're not allowed to touch a cell phone for five years or any type of like smart device? As long as it's in a, as long know, as it's in a sentencing guideline, I, I believe know hackers so. and stuff that happens to them. Yeah, the judge has to you know follow sentencing guidelines. Can't go, but there's a lot of leeway. I remember when Ted Poe was a judge before he became congressman. Okay, and he was the one that came up with original and unique punishments like a kid accused of shoplifting he made the kid stand on the street corner with a sandwich board saying i'm a shoplifter as he's doing community service you know he he learned the value of shame that you know shame someone out of it and it worked and he got a lot of flack but oh no 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 he's only supposed to get you know 20 hours of community service and you're you're making him feel bad about himself 
But as a re- he became a congressman as a result because people are like, you know what? This is original thinking. It's outside the box. Now, I can tell you in the sentencing guidelines, it doesn't say, you know, someone who's accused of uh, shoplifting, you can sentence them to wearing a sandwich board. Do you think Twitter would give him a blue check? <laughs> well, oh, Lord. If he if he ever goes on Twitter again, then he deserves anything that comes his way. Well, yeah. I mean, you've been on Twitter. There comes a point where you just don't, you walk away from it. I'm really actually kind of surprised there's uh, there's not some famous, notorious person on Twitter. Like, you know, a mass murder person, like, decides to get on Twitter. I wonder if there are. I don't know. That'd be weird. That would be. You know, does Charles Manson have a Twitter account? Tell you what, though, it's was a good Charles, way to get on a watch was list. Was Charles Manson one of those guys who had, like, a manifesto? Uh, yeah, his was kind of helter-skelter. You know, the whole based on the song. Um, it was murder, death, kill, you, you know, just... Well, there were, I just remember seeing there's a lot of repeat manifesto behavior with the, the with the killers and the bombers and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And it's, it's always like everyone expects there to be a manifesto. Well, his was just, you know, cause terror and stuff, you know, killing Sharon Tate and, and those people was just for the shock value. Because, you know, Quentin Tarantino's making a movie based off of that. Really? Well, it's like it's lightly connected. It's called Once a, uh, Once a Time in Hollywood, I think it's called. But it's like some characters are loosely connected to that time period in Hollywood. Because wasn't like Roman Polanski married to one of the like Sharon he, Tate? Yeah, and then she was murdered because mm-hmm. he was really young during that time, right? Yeah, he, he, he and he got the sympathy thing, and then he slept with a thirteen-year-old, got caught, got sentenced, didn't like his the the deal, yeah. and he's on Twitter, is he? I have no idea. I have no idea. And I don't want to find out. Okay. Why is hold on, why is Brett saying Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Criminals on Twitter. Oh, that's a good joke. That's really good. But we I don't think that's even her Twitter though. Could be. No, she definitely reminds me of that typical person who's who's out of touch with those kind of things. And she's like, how do I do this? How do I start Twitter? Right. Because it took my parents probably two to three years to learn Facebook. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing, oh, this is Bing, not Google. So it's, uh, sorry, sorry, Bing, you, but, you know, no Google for me. I was trying to see, you know, serial killers on Twitter, but I'm not finding anything off offhand. I would think that, uh, well, again, that's why you can't have a government intrusion on social media because you want, there's certain people you don't want on Twitter that if you have the government involved, then you have to let them on. So... You don't want to give Charles Manson a platform. Because, I mean, that's what I would do. If I'm stuck in a scenario like that, that there's no way, like, you're at the bottom and there's no way up, like, zero, then you just kind of create this personality on the Internet and people start following it. Yep. I don't see why not. Like, if I was Bernie Madoff, that's what I'd do. Because people still care about what that guy does. Oh, man, he just sees... You know what I'm talking about? Like, people still care about what that guy does. So Uh if if he did it, I don't know if he has access to Twitter, but... I wouldn't be surprised. I know he has access to the media because he still does press conferences where he says, "Boy, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a made-off man." I do it again. Yeah, basically, it's like it's not my fault that I got away with it for so long. You should have caught me. You know, it's just that that that's what hubris. I say about every time I get <laughs> uh, that hubris just really roasts me the wrong oh, that's way. That's the funny stuff. All right, well, we're gonna take a quick break, folks. I uh, hope you're enjoying your time with us on Morning's Lone Star. 
We got about 20 minutes left, so we're going to do our break and be back for our last segment. It is a beautiful day here in Conroe and Montgomery County, so stick around. We got a lot of stuff coming your way. Cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. 1039, folks. We're on Facebook Live. Feel free to chime in. We're, uh, we kind of talked about a lot of different things. And yeah, we've got some good topics going What on. would uh, Anthony Weiner do? That's the new topic now. WWW. What would Weiner do? WWD. Oh, 
I mean, that's like the cherry on top. That guy is. This is to have the name. Is like, like, what's going on over here in our world? But, uh, yeah, welcome back, Maurice Lone Star. We got about one segment left, and uh, we're talking about anything now. It's kind of open-ended. We, I hey, will, did you get your tree on Saturday? Arbor Day? Yeah, your Arbor Day tree? No. They, uh, the, was it the Montgomery County Horticultural Society or someone mm-hmm. gave out uh, tree sa- uh, saplings yep. for free. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like that idea. I would have done that myself. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Inspire Film Festival, I think, is finishing off today, yeah. I think. Great film. It's the third annual. Um, Jamin Arvick put it together. She put together a film festival uh, that's unique in that it's not just new films, but all the films have to be inspiring in some way, shape, or form. They can be faith-based, secular. I mean, that doesn't matter as long as they have a, a theme or a message or a feeling of, of inspiration. And uh, for the first one, the, the, there was this movie called Becoming Bulletproof, which I saw. Basically, it's a documentary about there's this uh, California um, organization, nonprofit organization, that every year they take all these people with special needs out to this a soundstage, a movie studio, and they do a movie in everybody's special needs. And then they, they screen it. It's become this huge honking deal. And so this one year they decided to do a Western called Bulletproof. And so they filmed a documentary about becoming Bulletproof where it's behind the scenes. And in the first Inspire Film Festival, they actually had cast members show up uh, to, to be recognized. And talk about it, inspiring. And I got to say, the movie was good. I mean, all things being equal, it was, you know, Western, you got motorized wheelchairs in a Western, so you got to, you, you know, accept that kind of stuff. But just these people, a lot of them, it's the only time in their, each year, that's all they look forward to. It's all they have. To, that would be a leave. really awkward green screen moment. Oh, no, the whole thing is they're on location. You no, know I'm saying they take out the wheelchair. Well, then they just kind of look play, like they're you're floating. floating. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, CGI. Well, you know what? Every year it's a different genre, so maybe one year they'll actually do that. Do a big old green screen. But it just made – that was really inspiring. I loved the uh, – there's another one called Landfill Orchestra about uh, this guy put together this band, this orchestra for these school kids that were so poor. I want to say it's like Kuala Lumpur. So poor that they actually literally made their musical instruments out of trash, out of, you know – construction materials and stuff, and they actually became a world-class orchestra as a result. And I think last year they came and played at the Inspire Film Festival. Awesome festival. I wasn't able to go this year. I had other other duties, but definitely want to go there next year. Okay. Yeah, that was very inspiring. See, not everything's polarizing here on Mornings with Lone Star. We, we find inspiration Yeah, stuff. there's just a lot of dark in this world. There's darkness. A lot of dark. Did you know crocodiles can climb trees? I do now. Great, thanks. Look at this. It's pretty crazy. Okay, now here's the biggest lie on television right now. There's a, I think it's a Chevy commercial, and they've okay. been doing this whole track of real people, not actors. Oh yeah, yeah. which is a lie because in order to be on a commercial like like that, you can tell it's scripted. Well, they're real people. Yeah, this is true. Then they're actors. Yeah. So which one's first? It's the one where they put them in the thing and they say, you know, safety's important. See all the cameras everywhere? And then they release all these crocodiles into the room with them. People were tripping out in the car. Oh, my God. You know that the last thing they're going to do is take someone off the street, put them in a car, and then put a crocodile outside the car. They will get sued. Someone will end up owning Chevrolet as a result. Yeah. 
Well, those commercials are a joke anyway. It's a lie. Yeah, but it's a lie. Stop have saying you seen, have real you people. Have you seen that parody guy? This, there's, there's an actor out there that puts out parodies, and he basically green screens them into those commercials, and he plays a New Jersey typical dude. <laughs> no, I haven't they're seen really that. entertaining. I, I need to find. I'll send that to you. But yeah, send that to me. He does a good. lot of jokes on different commercials. Like I think he did Gillette when Gillette did their commercial. He did hit like he inserted himself. Oh, into the, it. Uh, the 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 man, yeah. um, toxic masculinity one. Yeah, like uh, there was a funny part. <laughs> if you if you don't like, remember in that commercial where the kids are fighting, uh-huh. he starts laughing. He's like, look at these kids. <laughs> and then like there's another one. You know that there, there was a, there's another scene where the kids are watching. The younger, older kids are watching TV, and they're laughing at like the the jokes that are inappropriate. And uh-huh. He's like, "Oh, that was pretty funny. What? What? Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty good." Yeah, send me that. It sounds pretty good. But uh, no, I, does, do you think this really even sell cars? Like, you ever been convinced by a commercial? Very like, rarely like at that scale. <clears throat> Sometimes I, I'll buy a product, but based on a commercial because of the originality of the commercial that is like, okay, if they're willing... Like GoDaddy? You like it when they have all those women on there and you're like, man, I need to get a website even though I don't know what it's for? Yeah, Danica McKellar's telling me... Not Danica McKellar. Who's the who's the know, race car driver? Lady. Danica something. I was thinking... I'm getting her mixed up with the Winnie from the Wonder Years. Yeah, no. But, uh, no, I'll buy them for... The ad agency who put the commercial together, it's like, okay, if this company trusts this ad agency to go outside the box like that, and then I'll give them a chance. But I haven't chosen Coke over Pepsi because of a Coke commercial ever. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the only time I could, I could say for sure the commercials convinced me if it was something new. And there were like... An introductory And commercial. I wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, I chose to drive my car because this commercial convinced me over the... Well, that's why infomercials are so money-grabbing because... They try it. Yeah, try it's it basically, today. you need this You need this potato peeler that gets the hair off your back. Okay. And then they show people using it. It's like, yeah, I did not know that it existed, and I want that. And that's why infomercials are the best kind of commercial. If you want to sell something... Put it on an infomercial instead of a 30-second Super Bowl commercial. Okay. Because I, I can't even remember the Super Bowl commercials now. And, I'm you know, the beer I'm going to buy at a bar is going to be a cheap beer. It may or may not be Budweiser. I don't care if it's got hops or what they say it was in it, corn syrup. I don't care. High fructose. That's like a bad, it's a negative word. Okay, it's beer. I don't care. I want the beer that's on sale. The the my de- website definitely on. don't want to do that. I'm just forewarning because I I did that one time and I bought that HEB Frio from the Frio River, and it was awful. Okay, I, I, I equivalent to cement mixer in your stomach. Gotcha. So and so I was. Hey, say, you know I've got some of that Hatch Pepper beer at my house. So you want to try some? Yeah, I'll try some. Yeah, it's interesting. I bought the last six pack. You, you know, one thing we haven't talked about what? is that thing about in Houston. They're discovering more and more of that botched uh, raid, and now they found out that officer lied. Yeah, where the, the, the two people shot the five cops, and yeah. they were both killed. I Now, I'm a little behind on that. So what do you, fill what's, me up. what's your conspiracy theory telling you on that one? I don't have enough information to, to give a... Well, now basically proper- what they're saying is the informant that they based the thing on never bought drugs from this house. And then the cop lied. So like a raid gone wrong, these people but thought the they were being... Yeah, so basically, if I'm understanding the timeline, is they showed up at a house that the cop, for some reason, lied to get the warrant. 
to go. So the people there. inside could have been like, okay, random we got people, people shooting it could have been this. random people. Yep. Wow. Could have been, but that, they had shotguns. That, so well, that. yeah, but you can protect your home. Who doesn't? We have the castle doctrine here. You can protect your home. And if I'm sorry, if I'm at home and I have a gun, I have a shotgun, and I have people start shooting from the outside of my house in. I don't think they did that. I think they started shooting when they got into the house. And yeah, said, but it's okay. Someone kicks the door down and starts, you know, rah, rah, rah. Something's going to happen. Yeah, something, something's going down. Especially, is it 2 a.m.? When did that go down? Yeah, right. Man, that's intense. That'll be interesting to keep tabs on. I, I'd heard something, but I hadn't followed it up, so I can't give a, a, an informed opinion on it yet. Yeah, because it's one of those unique scenarios where a, an individual human aspect is introduced, and you don't know why. Like, why did, would he lie about that? Mm-hmm. And that's where my conspiracy knows gets. Well, if you get the wrong house or something like that, something could, could mushroom out of control easily. But yeah, that's why it's always good to have. I, I'm glad about the follow up and taking it back to the, the kid, uh, what's his name, uh, who was uh, uh, confronted and affronted by the Native American mm-hmm. activist to get the full story. You know, uh, the soundbite can't do it. A 15-second video can't do it. You have to show the full context for anything for people to make an informed decision. Well, especially since it's a high-profile case, too. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot more people are involved. Yeah, because both the people inside that house were killed, right? Yeah. yeah. And because I remember the live thing going out, five cops injured. And, of course, you're going, yo, kill, I hope you kill whoever's inside. Now, if it turns out that... It's like the HPD crime lab when they found out that, you know, thousands of cases they had to reopen because of, of malfeasance in the crime lab office. It's, man, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really not I, – I don't know if there's ever been examples of this and how do you go forward with it. Well, if this is determined – this is to – okay, now this is the other edge of the sword, as it were – with an invest with you being under the limelight of an investigative reporting team that wants instant access, there's it's gonna be really hard to cover it up. I think it's harder to cover stuff up at a more of a local level because you have so many local reporters on the scene with their cameras trying to get the story, running with their own rumors, and so, you know, the the, the police department is forced to answer those rumors. And if they get if it's a lie, that'll unravel quickly. So this is something where I, I don't know how to phrase this. Maybe the things I don't like about media right now may actually help expose some truth on this one where it can't get covered up as easily. In the old days, yeah, we got 24 hours to cover this up. Uh, we'll find a scapegoat, plant a gun in the hand. Now it's like, well, on my cell phone, I didn't see a well, gun. Well, now it's a red flag when an officer shoots a gun and when it hits somebody. Well, that's always it. Yeah, I mean, that's always no, I mean, today. Now, back in the day, it used to be just like, oh, you fell out a report and all this kind of stuff. Oh, but yeah. Now people are like, wait a second, what? Yeah, it was a righteous shooting. You did good, Danny. So, yeah. Something's going to happen from that. But, you know, it is 10.51. got to be wrapping up today's show. Okay. I know we were all over the map today, but some great conversations yeah. and great interaction uh, on the on the comments. Appreciate it. Yeah, excited. And uh, let's kind of talk about our ticket giveaway real quick. Yes, Man. that's right. So 42nd Street, we have a couple of tickets that we're going to be giving away Friday. Balcony-level tickets, but uh, you know what? They sold out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. They had more than 500 people on at the Sunday matinee uh, and 400 and something. These seats are going quick, so if I'm going to watch it, either I need to win tickets myself or I need to buy a couple quick. 
Yeah. But so these are balcony tickets. Don't cry about the level of your tickets, knowing that you got better seats than some other people did too. Uh, giving away two on Friday, 1045 in the morning. Between now and then, just send us a message through Facebook, through email at w- mwls at irlonestar.com. Uh, text Dick on his private cell phone number or whatever. Let us know you want to be considered for two tickets. If you've all, If you've in the past put your name in, your name is still in, so you don't have to redo it. Uh, oh, it's always good to err on the side of caution, though. Yeah. And uh, I kind of want to go over the schedule, too, for the rest yeah. of the week. Uh, our next show, unfortunately, will be on uh, Friday, on the 22nd. So we aren't going to be here uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I will miss you, Dick. So I want to miss you, too. And if things change, just keep, a, keep an eye on our social media. We always kind of post when we're trying to come into the studio. Uh, if you want to be a guest on today's sh- or on not today's show, but you know, <laughs> later, uh, just let us know. We got MWLS at IRLoneStar.com, or you can just visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. Today's partners uh, have been really great to us because I'm drinking one of our partners' product, uh, Conroe Coffee. and Or not Conroe Coffee, sorry, Bean Punk Coffee. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a loyal soldier to them. Yeah, Bean Punk uh, Coffee in Conroe and Magnolia. So and then we have uh, Creative Content Creations with c3memories.com, and then we also have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, who do clean up offices and stuff like that, I guess, <laughs> and studios, because they clean our studio. That's right. So there you go. Thanks for thanks for tuning in to Lone Star Community Radio at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, well, again, we will not be here till Friday, so hold your questions. Send us, like, what you want us to talk about. I don't think we have any guests, actually, on Friday, so if you want to be a guest or know anybody who wants to be a guest, reach out to us. You're love, listening. You know who you are. Come on lo- back. We'd love to have you on. Uh, outside that, Sean, it was great to see you. And uh, we got a lot of stuff coming our way for the rest of the week, so uh, stay tuned. And you've been listening to Morning's Lone Star on IRLoneStar.com. Coming up next is going to be uh, the Weekly Business Hour with Rick Schisler and then followed with uh, Conroe Culture News. So we'll see you later. Mm-hmm.